Welcome inside the Glory Road podcast. Billy Beebe back with you as all the excitement right now surrounding the NBA draft, which will take place this upcoming Wednesday. The draft is going to be an interesting marker coming up due to the fact that the season's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep jumping. And uh, as the bubble ended, players are going to be forced to jump right back into it in December. Joining me today, Dan Galinsky of King James Gospel. Uh, we're both doing some writing for King James Gospel at fansided.com. So go ahead and check that out for all your Cavs, NBA. Um, really, I mean, you can get anything through fansided, but King James Gospel focusing on the Cavs. Dan, thanks for jumping on to uh, talk about what is – I don't know, how would you even describe this draft? Uh, well, there's definitely not Zion-type guys. not probably going to be a, I guess, transcendent player, but it's there's still – a lot of talent to be had and um, plenty of depth uh, at the lead guard and plenty of bigs. So it should still be interesting, I would think. Yeah, so uh, Dan joins me today. We're going to do a mock draft, go pick by pick. You've seen tons of them, but uh, I'd like to think the both of us have, you know, with the articles we've produced, kind of uh, gotten a little more in-depth look at some guys. Dan, I think guys like, you know, Devin Vassell and, and Isaac Okoro, those are guys that we've had a little bit um, more research on and taken a better look into. So I think we can give um, a better spot look and, and kind of see uh, where those guys will go. So we're going to go pick by pick. I'm going to take the first overall pick. The more mock drafts I look at, I think LaMelo's risen. So if you asked me a year ago, it seemed like Wiseman was no doubt the number one overall pick for whoever got him. I, I don't think even Minnesota would have skipped, but his college situation was just horrible, you know, yeah. whatever blame you want to shift there on him, uh, on Memphis, on the NCAA, whatever. Uh, so I think he's just fallen out of it. He didn't necessarily play enough to impress. I really liked him in, in the, I think he played two games. I really liked him in the two games, but uh, that's not enough to be the number one overall pick. So LaMelo, who everybody, um, at least big time basketball fans know, he rises to the top after basically childhood stardom for about, uh, six or seven years now he rises to the top but his flaws are out there I mean it, it's no secret the issues that he has and then the fact that he's a point guard Russell's a point guard and, and that you know how does that intermix and then the third guy I think the option is obviously Anthony Edwards who you watch some tape and you see James Harden and you see Dwayne Wade and then you watch other tape and you see Deion Waiters so, I mean, that's a serious concern. Um, and that's the draft we're dealing with, I'd say. Just some opening thoughts. You hear it's like 2013, and it's like the, that Cavs draft where they take Anthony Bennett. And, then, and I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't really want to believe that. I'd like to think it has more talent. But looking at the board, I could just see us going five years from now and thinking, how could you take LaMelo Ball who, when you already had Russell? Like that, that kind of dynamic, I think, is going to pop up in the next couple of years, don't you think? Yeah, I think they'll eventually have to make – you would take a decision between the two, but um, I, I guess that their shopping Jared Culver could uh, open up more minutes for LaMelo and his development. But, um, yeah, it's – it's. I, I understand where the – I mean, I, I would think he probably has as high of a ceiling as anybody in the draft, um, just with his handle, um, ability to create space. Uh, like, I, I get why people are drawn to him, but – yeah, for them, it's 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 tough to see how that kind of meshes, but we'll see. 
All right, so let's do it. First overall pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves, what would be my selection? I am going to go with Anthony Edwards at number one overall. Um, Dan, I don't think they want to take the ball out of D'Angelo Russell's hands that much, and I think that's really LaMelo's bread and butter is he has to have it. And I know that's kind of a generic take a lot of people are going to talk about is how, how did two people handle the ball? Well, Russell's a great off-ball player still. I think he's still a good shooter and, and runs around and moves well without the ball. However, I think you made a big dedication to him. I think uh, you made a big dedication to the idea that Cat wants him as the point guard. So I think you bring Edwards in. It's simple. At that point, you can play Russell, Edwards, uh, Culver. I, mean, I don't know who, who at power forward and then Towns. So, you know, you go one, two, three, four. Um, I think they're just building a little more subtly there, and then they're trying to go upside with Edwards more than Ball, um, who I think – I mean, I just don't think they need that show. I, 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 don't, I don't buy the hype as much that it's – there's a problem, and if you bring LaMelo in, you bring LeVar. I don't buy into all that, but I still think that's a lot of trouble with them. I like Edwards in a lot of ways. Um, I think he does – brings some serious athleticism. Obviously, he needs to get his shooting right. That is his, his problem, but I also think he'll fit well with those two guys, and I think that's the bigger thing is you're not going to change Russell and Towns and for LaMelo and, and try and make them all work together. It's Edwards, bring him in, and he'll try and fit in better with Russell and Towns. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from there. Um, you want me to just take away with number two then? Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'll just go with Wiseman to – um, the dubs, uh, I just think it's pretty clear that they need, um, a guy to kind of handle their interior, um, be that dunker role guy, um, just kind of athlete in the middle that, I mean, I think other places, I think for Wiseman could end up being a star. I'm not really the biggest fan. I think he trusts his shot far too often and he's not frankly that great of a shooter. So, I liked that too. I just thought Wiseman is for them. He's just a way, way better JaVale McGee. Um, he'll do yeah. the same thing. Maybe even, uh, you know, if he gets time to just relax and get comfortable, it can, he can be, have a bigger role in two years and three years. But, you know, I know if, if LeBron was still here and we were still building, I would not want to, them taking James Wiseman. I wouldn't want to deal with that one way. So Dan takes James Wiseman at number two. So far we got Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, maybe Edwards was a shocker a little bit, but I didn't. I, I think most people have Wiseman going to the Dubs at number two. There was some debate, Dan, as to if is it Wiseman or do they want to start rebuilding that? That you know, I mean, imagine instead of Sean Livingston, you're bringing a really good Anthony Edwards off the bench or something like that. I think a lot of people kind of shot that idea around. Um, let's jump to number three with the Charlotte Hornets, who uh, actually rose in the draft this year. They lucked out. A little bit. I think they finally deserved to, to get some lottery luck, so I'm happy for them to get to number three. A lot of names floating around at number three. But um, due to recent trade rumors and and some contracts they have and some things floating floating around here, um, I'm going to take for the Charlotte Hornets Onyeka Okongwu out of USC, the 6'9 big man, a little bit of Bam Adebayo comparison, a little bit of Tristan Thompson comparison. Um, you know, same thing as Wiseman, a vertical guy, hustles down the floor, big time shot blocker, a little bit of an interior scorer, not 
not a not, nothing heavy. He did well in college with uh, 16 points a game. I'm not sure he's going to replicate that right away. And, of course, you're getting a really good defender. I can't confirm it, but I like the idea of them getting Russell Westbrook. Um, I like the idea of them finally getting a, a stable lottery pick. I think he's a better you know, pick than a Frank Kaminsky of the past, of a Cody Zeller of the past for them. And I still like a, a couple of the pieces they have. Um, and, and I don't think jamming LaMelo in there is going to help anybody. So I think Okongwu is a nice pick for them at number three. Your thoughts? He's, I don't know. I mean, they shelled out big money to Bismack Biombo. Nobody really understood that at all. Um, I guess based off of one series against the Cavs, maybe that's what it was for him. I, I never really got that one, but um, MJ is MJ. So the way he values for agents and kind of no names, uh, it's a little odd. But um, yeah, Kongwu is a guy that I would think at least has a really high floor. Um, I, I see I, there, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of volume on it, but um, he, he showed some spot up potential. He's a guy that can kind of be that role guy ex extraordinaire. Um, you know what you're getting from him night to night. I think he's a double, double guy um, from day one um, really can make plays off both shoulders inside. Um, I, I think, and at least the spot of potential is there. I think at least this extended off season, I, I understand that there's going to be a quick turnaround for the um, off season kind of ramp ramp up for teams. But I think for rookies, I think in a way it's good because um, they'll have been able to work on all parts of their game. And I think he'll end up being a better shooter than a lot of people think, I think in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, 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 Kong, oh, Kong, who? Like, what? What is that name? And and they'll be confused. And obviously, I don't think many people are watching USC basketball this year, uh, Dan. But in a draft like this, if you can get a guy, even three fourths or or close to a Bam Adebayo or a Tristan Thompson, or I mean, if you could lock down a, a Taj Gibson like player in this yeah. draft, I think a lot of a lot of fan bases should should really think about how how nice that is so they don't end up with, I don't know, Anthony Bennett, or yeah, I think that's a big name that sticks out from that draft. But um, Yeah, we've, we've had our misses over the years, that's for damn sure. Yeah, so I, I think if you got Okongwu, you got to be pretty happy with that. Um, with that, I'll leave it to you on, on the next pick here. All right, well, number four, I think it's, it's not exactly the most, uh, I guess, status quo pick, but there have been some rumors, um, conversation that the Bulls, uh, or at least LaMelo could have a chance of going there. So I'll go with him here for Chicago, uh, number four. I, I just think for them, I think it's, he's a bit, I understand he's got defensive limitations right now, but I think those, I think in time he'll be, he can be somewhat competent defensively, at least against ones. Yeah. Um, which is probably what he'll play the majority of the time. But they they need kind of that lead playmaker guy. Um, he's got a lot of size, but potential is there um, to be a star. I, I understand, uh, yeah, LeVar, the LeVar stuff. And I think I'm kind of with you there. I think it's a little bit overblown. Um, I guess maybe on the Warriors, for example, it might be more of an issue because the playing time would be so limited. But I think in this situation, he's your guy. Um, they need more of that lead playmaker 
type. And I, I wouldn't worry about fit too, too much for them. I think Kobe White will is honestly better suited in a six-man role anyway um, going forward. So I think for Chicago, um, Lamelo can just make some of the guys better around him. Um, I think he really could unlock Markkanen. Um, Levine will do what he does, but I think Lamelo in time um, is there could end up being their franchise centerpiece type. Uh, good call with that one. It looks like Dan has the Bulls taking Lonzo's brother, which is how I define him right now. Because Lonzo, it seems like has the the standard right now for what Lamelo needs to match up to. Let's jump to five. This is the one everybody's interested in, obviously, in the North, uh, Northeast Ohio area. The Cavaliers at five again. Um, they land in that spot for the second straight year. Um, last year, Dan, I mean, we can, we can jump into some, some in-depth Cavs thoughts here because I think that's what a lot of this audience is interested in. The Garland pick was highly questionable, I think, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Before I make my pick, Garland – um, really felt like that was something they felt like they didn't want to miss out on a really, really good player. They, they couldn't believe he – almost couldn't believe he was still there. Yeah. It's – yeah, for them, I mean, I understood where they were coming from. Uh, it, and, I don't know, he wasn't – clearly he wasn't himself, uh, I guess. Kind of came into the season not where he wanted to be physically and then um, at the beating – of camp also had a foot issue. So um, I I give him, I'm not going to be a complete homer. I'm not going to give him, let's say he played, played really well last year. That's just false, but um, played well. I thought kind of given the situation, I thought like the back half of the year um, had struggled early on and defensively. I mean, they were, the Cavs were not thinking that um, in that pick, but um, it's, (laughs) It's, it's, Cavs are thinking that in this pick either. So, yeah, they they they're they put defense in the back burner. It seems like forever, so it's nothing new. But I just I like Garland still. I, I didn't. I mean, I would have rather had Cam Reddish at that pick last year. That was kind of the guy I was looking at. But um, yeah, with with Garland, you you see there's glimpses of the pull up potential. He's got a he's got a really nice handle. Um, the vision is there. Uh, he struggled physically, which a lot of young guards do anyhow. So he's small. Uh, he's really yeah. small. Yeah, his his stature also is small. I mean, I just think for ha- having Colin Sexton with him, I think from like a work ethic standpoint, a guy that I guess struggled more physically in year one, I think year two battled in that way. So I think Garland, I, I'm still. I still like the upside with him. I just think for them, they need to get defensive pieces around those two to be, at least give it a chance. All right, Dan, um, we'll, we'll close with some Cavs thoughts later. Uh, so we'll jump to that. Um, all right. This is a tough one. I, I'd say three names that circle for me right now are Denny Advija or Advia, um, Obi Toppin, who obviously was the best player in college basketball. Or Isaac Okoro, who I've grown to really, really like and has an emphasis on defense, has a solid scoring shade in him, um, and then, you know, has some nice comparisons. I think it's a really, really tough call. Most mock drafts right now have uh, Denny Avija going there. Uh, i not impressed by his stats. I think with 
Maccabi Tel Aviv, he had a three-point year and a four-point year. Um, and then the ringer lists him at, at seven points a game, four rebounds a game. So I'm not sure where the translation gets lost there. But either way, not 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 huge stats, right? Not um, anything you'd like out of the number five. I mean, even Cam Reddish would have had better stats last year for Duke on, on a three-man offense, basically, where he's the third guy. Toppin, yeah. the best player in basketball, Amari Stoudemire comparisons, um, you know, here's and there's, but slow – Bad at defense. I, I wrote recently for uh, King James Gospel, the last couple picks that were 22 years old were not good. I think it's like Thomas Robinson and Chris Dunn. And then before that, I think it's Dame. So if you want to go that route, go ahead. But, um, you know, it, it is concerning with that. And then Okoro, you know, looking at mocks and even with the research I've done, it just seems like that's too early to take him. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cavs pick here? Um, I, I think if he's on the board, you got to go with Okoro. I, it doesn't seem like they are as high on him as they are on Obi and Danny, but I just I just like the um, I guess the physical attributes for him. I I just think the one through four switchability jumps out. Um, I guess it, it's going to sound kind of I guess a little corny, but he I guess him specifically, like the competitor he is. Um, he's a guy that you can put on the other team's best scorer, best wing scorer at least. Um, he can guard primary playmakers, a really a really good point of attack defender, and kind of an underrated post player as well. Um, and the shot has a ways to go. I don't buy into him saying it's a borderline B plus A. That's a bunch of BS probably. But um, I, I think there's a lot of offensive upside that at Auburn they didn't really allow him to handle in the pick and roll enough um, to, I guess, kind of boost his playmaking splits. But I, I like him for the Cavs uh, more than other guys, honestly. All right. that That's a good call. I like Okoro a lot. I got, I got really into him after doing research on him. I like the fit. I think he starts right away. Again, I think he could give, like you said, other teams' best players at least trouble for the night. You know, he's lengthy. He's quick. Uh, I think he has a basketball love. If you watch his interviews with Mike Schmitz and other other guys on the internet, it just seems like he likes basketball. You know, he just watches it and and has a love for it. Um, a lot of mocks still have us taking Advija. Uh, Dan, here's my concern. There, I don't like the term playmaker when you don't score a lot of points. Yeah, I, I definitely get where you're coming from there. It's just. Um, he, he got more of, I guess, quote unquote, playmaking, uh, more of a playmaking role um, at in the IBSL, um, which I mean the league is different. But the only issue, the only thing is, um, in Euroleague, they the way they kind of do like platoon subs. It's kind of like how um, Devin Vassell. I mean, it's it's a different story there, but um, it's a good league. It's one of the better leagues in the world. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit misleading. Um, I, I look at the IBSL numbers more, um, that are kind of more indicative of what he could be earlier on. But, um, with him, the, the alarming thing is the, um, free throw hit rate. I think it was like 56%, um, across the board, which is not good. Um, yeah. that, that, that's concerning in itself, but. Yeah. The um, ringer has him at 52% free throw percentage. Yeah. I think that's like cumulative across leagues. Yeah. But 
that one concerns me more than I, I think um, at least I think everybody kind of looks at the obvious um, kind of low hanging fruit, like the jetty comparisons, but um, he's, he's more gifted on ball at this stage um, had um, just a better athlete. Uh, yes. And I think defensively just, I mean, he's not going to be a, a lockdown guy ever, but I just think he's, um, really good off ball. I think that's an area where Jetty really struggles and um, not, not the most laterally agile guy, but has much more lateral quickness than Jetty and um, is pretty sturdy, pretty strong, um, runs at about 220, 6'9". I think the key allure with him is he can play the three and four um, and, and key stretches for you. So that, that's why I like him. I don't love him, but I like him. Well, Jetty struggles with everything, so uh, I, I yeah. won't get into that too much. I'm not a big Osmond guy, but um, I'll make yeah. a pick already so we can move on. We'll get back to the Cavs later. Uh, with the fifth pick in the NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Isaac Okoro. Uh, I think the Cavs reach on this one. A lot of guys are going to say they're going to reach. I think a couple mock drafts have him going, I don't know, 10, 11, past that. You know, I mean, he can really fall down a little bit, but – um, I like him for the Cavs. I hope the Cavs – I mean, I think you have more in-depth on – there have been rumors that they like him and they've talked to him, but um, who who do you think is the guy that the Cavs have their eye on, in your opinion? Well, it's not going to probably be too popular among Cavs fans, but I, I think it's OB more or less. Um, I, I haven't looked at the betting odds currently as of yesterday, but I think his – I think him and Denny, at least as of a few days ago, have the highest um, odds. But yes. it's I think Jason Lloyd reported yesterday that um, I think the Cavs, like they're kind of split on those three, but um, it seems like the two are kind of narrowed down to Denny and Obi and Kobe Altman, for what it's worth, really especially likes Obi Toppin. So... I think it's probably going to be Obi Toppin, and I guess they think he's kind of that long-term Kevin Love replacement type, and I guess I get it from that standpoint, but I, I don't really love a guy that realistically his first extension, he could be damn near 27. So I don't really love it, but that seems to be what I would probably bet on at this point. Cavs fans, give me some. I made the right move, right, Dan? I go Okoro. That's. Oh, that's, I'm with I'm with you on that. I yeah. think a lot of people love him, and <laughs> he he has a relationship with Colin Sexton, also. Okay. Uh, it's. I mean, they're both from like the Atlanta area, Metro Atlanta. So, um, I I, I would personally love Okoro here. I, I I get where you're coming from. It's a could be a tad high for him, but. In this draft, to get a guy like Isaac Okoro, it could be when you have one pick, it could be a lot worse. Let's look at uh, let's look at Altman for a second here, Dan. The pressure's on. I have a lot of people ask me, why do they trade for Drummond? Why the Drummond trade? Why this? Why the? And I said, the guy wants to win so badly. He if something gets him six extra wins, I think he does it. And that was the Drummond trade. So he said. Yeah, Drummond gets me six extra wins. Boom. Easy. Do it. You know? I think he would have given up more picks to get Drummond because it felt like it would have gotten him more wins and, and protect his job. So when you see them take Toppin, Toppin's the best player. 
he feels like Toppin benefits to immediate wins, don't be surprised. That's my thought. I think Altman feels the heat. I think if he, if he feels like OB Toppin minutes are better than um, Jordan Bell minutes, I think he, he'll do it, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely it, – it's, it's a fair take. Um, he projects as a guy that probably can score um, inside and out. I, I, I question the shooting a little bit. I think – I mean, there's he had some really bad misses at Dayton – and it was kind of a tailor-made offensive system for him. He had so many wide-open looks. But um, he's a really polished scorer inside. And, uh, I, I mean, the, I like the guy, but I just I don't love him going to the Cavs. I think it's not really a great landing spot for him. But I, I get where you're coming from on the Kobe Alden stuff. All right, enough enough on the Cavs. We'll be we'll lay off the Homer stuff for a minute. Uh, Dan, you're headed to Hotlanta. The uh, the Hawks, who I think they have the same pressure that they cannot end up at six again next year. Um, a couple names swirling around here. The Ringer, who I'm I'm a big fan of, so I work off a lot of their their stuff. I like their stuff. Uh, yeah, they do a yeah. great job with the draft. Uh, they have Patrick Williams at six. I think that's obnoxious. Patrick Williams has has jumped way too far up boards in my opinion. But, um, Dan, what do you want to do with the sixth pick? Um, I, I like him. That's who I would go with. Uh, I'll say they get Pat Williams. Uh, I just – I think he's um, – I, I don't – it's hard to get a complete read on him. Um, the shot is a question mark, I think, a little bit. But um, on spot-ups, he was pretty solid. And I just think in a different situation, he – uh, like at Florida State, I don't. I, I think he played like 22 minutes a game, wasn't a starter, and that's just how they a lot of the time are with freshmen in there. Like Devin Vassell didn't play very much his first year, took a leap the second year. Yeah. Um, I I like that he's brings three four versatility. Um, the key with the Hawks, their defense is. I mean, they're in, kind of in the same realm as the Cavs. They are kind of devoid of plus defenders right now. I think he's a guy that can come in from day one and be able to guard threes and fours pretty well. Um, brings He's a good help side uh, rotator, is a real rim protector, um, has an NBA body at 6'8", 225. So um, I, I think he's kind of an underrated um, – there, there, we've seen shades of, of good playmaking from him too. I think he's – for a young player, I think he's the youngest player in the draft – um, I think the upside is high with him. I think he's got real stretch for potential. And I think he, I think it is kind of like a roller with Trey Young, especially it could be, could be really good for them. Good passer out of that. Yeah. I like the, uh, the PJ Tucker comparison on that. I think if that's his peak again, Atlanta would be really happy to get a PJ Tucker in this draft. Um, I think we should note, Dan, this is a trade spot. Oh yeah. I think we said Boston, um, is looking into it. Uh, they want to either trade up. Um, we've looked at New Orleans has talked with Atlanta, and we know there's a relationship there with them trading. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is definitely a spot where if somebody likes someone and the Hawks, I don't know. I let, Names like Gordon Hayward for Atlanta are great. I really think just some stability over there would be terrific. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see Boston or, or some other teams that if they like someone, they, they won't hesitate to move up. Um, I'll give you another example. If LaMelo keeps dropping, which I don't, I don't see him getting past five. Even the Cavs, I think, might consider him. Mm-hmm. If he's at six, a team like New York, um, a team like uh, Detroit, 
whatever Phoenix, if they think LaMelo would really help that offense, I could see them moving up. Um, I think that's the biggest kind of look at pick number six. Uh, Dan goes with Patrick Williams for the Atlanta Hawks, who are, who are really looking to take a jump forward next year. Uh, so the Pistons at seven, they're looking point guard, definitely. I think they're looking to dish Derrick Rose out of there and, and kind of restart building things through the point guard. Notably, Obi Toppin uh, is still on the board. Tyrese Halliburton and I, Killian Hayes are kind of the examples. I don't like Killian Hayes. Uh, I'm not impressed by stats, footage, the takes, the, the, the breakdowns of him. You know, his upside, his downside, his story. I just don't like it. It seems like if you listen to everything around, everything's been tailored for him. His overseas work, you know, he didn't go to college. So, obviously, in high school, everything's tailored for you. You know, he's been to some events where he's won MVP where the talent just wasn't there. I like uh, Halliburton for Detroit. I'll take Tyrese Halliburton uh, from Iowa State. One of the smartest players in the draft, uh, a point guard, and kind of guard in general, I think, could play the two a little bit. Playmaker, um, when you hear playmaker and you watch this guy, there is actual playmaking there. His shot, his passing, his defense, it's all there. And that's what I love most is it's not playmaking, you know, without scoring and without defense. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, a guy that I think he's kind of an instant impact guy. Um, really good out of the pick and roll. Got a nice handle. Um, that, that shot is a wonky shot. I don't really trust that that's going to be um, too transferable, at least off the bounce, which a lot of lead guards, like that's, that's key for them. You, you kind of need that, that position, but um, he's, he's a diligent worker, really, really heady defender. And, um, I mean, his wingspan allows him, even though he's skinny to, I, I think project as a plus defender against ones and twos and, uh, makes things easier, um, for those on the floor with him and, and kind of, I think would help Luke Kennard a lot as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I have Detroit taking Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa state. Uh, Dan, let's shoot it to you. You're headed to the Big Apple. Uh, a pressure pick for you, for sure. Uh, Knicks fans want something great. Well, I'm going to go uh, – honestly, I like Killian Hayes a lot, so I'm going to go with him for the Knicks. Um, this is a team that I, I think could definitely look to trade up, um, kind of as we were kind of alluding to with Atlanta trading out. I could see maybe the Knicks going there or maybe with the Cavs, um, kind of a trade scenario in that way, or even Golden State. But I, I don't – I don't know if they have the assets to um, make that work, but again, um, I, I like Killian Hayes personally. I, I don't, I wouldn't want him for like the Cavs, but here I think the Knicks could benefit from a guy that's um, got NBA size already. Um, I think he's like, let's say like six five, two ten. Um, I, I think he's a guy they, they've kind of missed on. They have a plethora of point guards, but I think he's a guy that. Um, offensively, there's a lot of talent there. Um, I understand the situation was, I mean, the competition, you read into it a little bit, but, um, I, I like his, I guess, combo guard qualities. I think he can play off the ball a little bit, but, um, just really athletic, um, at the one can kind of get wherever he wants on the floor. The key is for him is, um, being able to hit hit on those step backs the next level, we'll, ha we'll have to see on that. But I like him a lot uh, for the Knicks with with his size, especially at the one. All right, Dan goes with Killian Hayes. The uh, I believe it's France, right? He's overseas, yeah, in France. 
Yeah, he played basically in the German league. Yeah, he's he's uh, a Frenchman. Yeah. All right, let's jump to number nine, Dan. Um, well, well, let's say with the top ten picks for today, I think we've we've gone a little long here. Um, so I'll do nine. You finish up at ten. Um, Obi Toppin is definitely my pick for the Wizards. They'll get John Wall back. They'll have uh, Bradley Beal. Um, obviously, come back hot. I like Thomas Bryant a lot. I think Toppin is perfect for them to kind of insert and uh, just benefit, not in a huge way, but to just be consistent and give them a little bit of explosiveness they might not have expected from another pick. I like it. I think he, he could be good for them. And, you know, maybe even if, if we're all wrong about his his ceiling, he gives them a future um, more than what they thought they were going to get. So I'll go Obi Toppin at nine. Um, I'm going to go with Danny Avdia um, for Phoenix. I just think he's – I don't know. I think there's – they need guys that can help – uh, from in a variety of ways, um, kind of looking at, I, I don't know if there's a lot of trade rumors kind of flooring or about, um, Kelly Oubre. So I, I think it's obvious it can help them, uh, kind of as they kind of look to continue to build. I think he's, he's a good guy for them if he's there. All right. So we, we wrap up our top 10 here. I think just some, some notable, uh, picks that we made top and falls a little bit. Lamelo to the Bulls, I think, is interesting. And then uh, obviously um, the Cavs going with Okoro, who probably you would have taken at ten if he was still there, or or within the next picks. Dan, some other names to watch. I like Sadiq Bay. You know, once we get into that eleven through fifteen range, and then we've talked a lot about Devin Vassell. Uh, you know, he's a lengthy guy that, again, I'd consider him for the Cavs, but I like Okoro's scoring ability more. So, you know, these are all just wing players that might make a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, who are some other names in the draft that we could see throughout the first round that could, could really shake a team up or, or you'd be surprised they might drop but still be a really good player? My guy definitely is Tyrell uh, Terry from Stanford. Um, I think the Celtics have their eye on him, but a couple other guys that think they're contenders are going to be willing to move around the first round to get Tyrell Terry. Yeah, he's a nice player. Um, really high-level shooter. I, I like him a lot, too. Um, I, I think for Philly, that's a really good guy for them. But uh, I, I like Kyra Lewis, um, Jr. out of Bama. And Sadiq Bay, yeah, he's, he's kind of one of those plug-and-play, you'd think, 3-and-D guys. I, I Totally get that. Um, I, I'm actually a big fan of Tyree uh, Maxey as well. Sure. Um, I, I think he's a guy that can be kind of like a Kobe White kind of microwave six man. I, I, there's a lot of guards that I like. Um, it's just, yeah, again, for the Cavs, there's, that, that's not really what you want. All right, Dan, before we finish up with uh, some Cavs thoughts, we'll do our, our what the hell happened names. Uh, in the draft here, and then we'll do some a little bit of look at trades. Uh, my first what-the-hell-happened name is Nico Mannion out of Arizona, who, um, you know, has had some national notoriety. Now, Dan, I think I questioned it a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, is Nico Mannion falling that bad that I think he was 11, 10 or 11? And then it was like, I think at that time I brought it up to you, and it was like he was 15. And I was like, what's yeah. going on with Nico Mannion? And now – might not see him in the first round. Yeah, that that one is weird. Um, it was 
pretty highly touted out of high school. Um, I, I thought he played well. Uh, I mean, wasn't really a guy that I guess jumped off the screen when you were watching, but um, that that is, I, I, I'm with you. It's definitely kind of a shocker. Um, people are saying like maybe he could go to the Lakers at their pick, but yeah, it's that is weird um, that Zeke Naji is probably going to be the highest taken guy out of Arizona. That's I mean between them and Josh Green, I would not have thought that. Um, it like earlier this year, it is weird. Uh, honestly, I don't have an answer for you on that. It's a little odd. Uh, let's jump to another name where I would say, what the hell happened? Cole Anthony out of UNC. I think yes, he got he did get hurt. And UNC was not good this year, compared, especially compared to past years. But, I mean, come on, almost 20 points a game. He lived up to what we thought he'd be a little bit in college. The, the injuries weren't good, but, you know, he didn't get a tournament. He was clearly the best player on that team. And now, Dan, it looks like he'll go to a contender anywhere from 20 to 30. Yeah, I think he looked like a kind of – I mean, I don't know about – day one starter type at the lead guard, but um, yeah, he's, he's really talented three three level scorer. I, I think people might, um, it's understandable to question the defense. It's not really definitely not a strong suit of his game, but for young guards, it's most of them on that end are not, are going to take a while to figure it out. So you kind of live with it. Um, yeah. Mox, it seemed like maybe four or five months ago had him. I had seemed like a lot, even maybe going to the Knicks or um, I guess like the Wiz is kind of a long-term, maybe Brad Beal, John Wall kind of breakup kind of dude um, to replace there. But yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I think for him, for his career, it's probably in a way good for him though. Um, I think he'll go to probably a team with a winning culture, but um, maybe like a Miami, for example, but I, I like Malachi Flynn for them. But, yeah, it's it's hard to – it is weird. I mean, guards get hurt. You got to – I mean, you know, it's not like a, an end-all, be-all. It's not um, – it, it's hard to say on that, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think – for me, it's just – I mean, those guys were anywhere from 5 to 15 even months ago, and now they're they're in the 20s or out of the first round. Last name on the what the hell happened list for me. Stay with me here, Dan. Al Alexej Pokuskovich. Oh yeah, Alexi uh, Pokuskovsky. Yeah, he's. Oh man, you cleaned that up really nice. Good job. It's, it's uh yeah he's he's kind of a guy in the draft that um it seems like could be maybe even a team takes a swing him in the lottery or could be like mid it could be almost like mid second round it's it's just like a complete crapshoot the efficiency wasn't great um but there's comparisons to kp um and then there's comparisons to guys that are like out of the league so it's he's big he's a passer um kind of a there's a lot of flashes of all-around shooting but it's it's a crapshoot as to where he could go. I could honestly see, like, I think John Hollinger maybe said he could be a guy that the Celtics could pick and then he could play overseas for another year, um, basically to not have, like, a guaranteed salary on their books. But, um, yeah, that one is – who knows? It's definitely, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out with him now. 
Yeah, Pogosevsky, 7'3", 201. This is, may, might be the skinniest man I've ever seen in my life. Uh, watching him, it's just the shot is, is awkward, to say the least, um, both down low and, you know, he does attempt threes. I mean, he tries a, a little bit. I don't think he could ever dream of Porzingis' frame. I know he obviously has to get to the United States, get him on a, a different diet, get him, you know, working out more, blah, 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 but Man, that is that man was born with Sacramento Kings written across his forehead. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's where he's projected, and wouldn't surprise me. It just seems like that's where he's going to end up. And I like that idea that that you talked about. Hollinger said, "Come to the the Celtics and stay over a year." Um, whatever it is, it is uh, the NBA draft team plays this Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to the Glory Road Podcast, Billy BB on YouTube. Check it out on Spotify, all that, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. We're on it. Dan Galinsky, thanks for checking in. And, and guys, uh, make sure to check out King James Gospel for all your uh, draft needs. Dan, I know we're going to have a lot of good stuff before the draft and uh, definitely after. I think we're going to have a ton of good stuff coming out. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Absolutely. Dan, appreciate it. And uh, everybody, uh, enjoy the NBA draft.